Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring, and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Today on the show, we chat with Brooke Cates, who is the founder and creator of The Bloom Method. The Bloom Method is a pre- and postnatal fitness method, redefining exercise for the modern mom. Guys, I cannot tell you how much I wish I had the Bloom Method app when I was pregnant. I feel like during pregnancy, it can be really scary to try to navigate what feels appropriate, what doesn't feel appropriate when it comes to most things, but especially movement. The Bloom Method makes it easy. You can even schedule one-on-one sessions with either Brooke or one of their other coaches. If you're interested in trying the Bloom Method, please be sure to go to allofyouwhole.com forward slash bloom and use the code allofyouwhole, which saves you 10%. Without further ado, let's chat with Brooke. Welcome to the show, Brooke. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thanks, girl. I am so happy to be here and to talk all the things we're going to talk about. Let's all do it. It's going to be so <sighs> fun. So first, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got here. Yeah, I'm Brooke Cates. I am the CEO and founder of The Bloom Method. We are a pre and postnatal fitness and movement app and methodology. So this started about 12 years ago. I was working one-on-one with just pre and postnatal women. At the time, myself, I was not even thinking trying to conceive, but I was in that space. And through my one-on-one work in Boulder, Colorado, started to develop this method. I started seeing all of these women who uniquely would carry their pregnancies and postpartums Mm vastly differently. And so I knew that there wasn't this one size fits all prescription per se that we could just give to women from a movement perspective if we truly wanted to give them everything that we wanted to. And I want to give women all the empowerment and all the strength and remembering of how incredible our bodies are through the movement that we give them. So I started creating this methodology, this roadmap, if you will, And then things started getting really crazy in such a beautiful way where there was this massive demand for me to take the one-on-one concept Mm. and turn it into group fitness because it's more attainable. People can, it's more achievable for women and they have the community. Yeah. So I opened up a brick and mortar studio in Boulder. It was the first and only in the Boulder, Denver area, pre and postnatal fitness specific. And then within six months decided I was going to get pregnant and start filming for an app on demand platform at the same time. Which let me pause you because that sounds, I mean, how cool for you to be filming content for pregnant women while you are pregnant yourself for the first time. Like that, I know that the timing had to be super crazy for you, but at the same time, it's like what better time than when you're pregnant? It was cool. You know, my whole journey with this, I say that it's really divine. I think all of our journeys often are if we can take a step back and look at them. But I have done this and worked with women for seven years in this space before getting pregnant. So I had 
all of this stuff under my belt. And then I was actually getting to put it into work yeah, and test it totally. out on my own body. So yeah. yeah, it was really cool. And it's fun to look back at those really old videos that we're actually about to take off of the app at some no. point because they're so old. But then, yeah, I had my baby and realized that I didn't want this nine to five. I wanted mm -hmm. the freedom. I wanted to be able to reach more women and have more of an impact in what I was mm -hmm. doing, but also be a present partner to my husband and sure. be a present mom. And so we closed the brick and mortar. That was a chosen thing to free up space. And yeah. we are just at this point, we're not just an app, but we are an app. Yeah. And when we launched in 2018, we were the first ever pre and postnatal fitness app to go live. And then wow. 2020 happened. Oh, now, there's a lot out there, but I love it. But because hey, I you're the first. everyone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Okay. Yeah. So I want to go to the moment that a woman gets pregnant. And I feel like everyone, especially doctors, wants to just surround her in bubble wrap. There's all these things you can't do. A lot changes. Like all of a sudden you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't eat this and you can't eat. And so it just safety becomes this huge concern. And it's OK. Yes. Understandably, you're growing a human. I get it. But at the same time, it can feel really constricting to a pregnant woman. And I'm speaking for myself here, having had two babies. So what do you feel is the appropriate fitness Maybe like, what are the appropriate guidelines for pregnant women? That's a tricky one. Yeah. I'm going to say the majority of the guidelines that we are still given as pregnant women are so outdated, but are so we outdated. really surprised? No. And they often are put into place to protect the liability of the doctors and the hospitals. Of course. Quote unquote, the systems. Yeah. And what they do, from my opinion is hinder the empowering aspect that a woman deserves to experience throughout her pregnancy and postpartum journey. For sure. And that is something to the depths that has been a foundational piece of every creation of the Bloom Method. Every message that comes from myself or one of my coaches is that we are such incredible beings. And just the fact that you are pregnant and growing a baby is... We can't truly wrap our mind around oh, it. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. So to think that we need to be these sheltered individuals that like can't pick up a heavy box because it's too heavy or yeah, you can't lie on your back for more than two seconds at a time because you might kill your baby due to the vena cava issue. Like, I think it's truly an opportunity is what it is. Instead of mm. calling out all the guidelines, I think it offers an opportunity for women to start trusting that inner compass, yes, 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 that intuition of knowing that is beyond this physical realm, yeah, and trust it because there mm -hmm. is nothing more powerful than a mother's intuition. Oh my gosh, yes, period. And it can start with movement in pregnancy. Yeah. And yeah. don't you just feel like some of these cut and dry recommendations, it's almost as if it takes away that thought, like it takes away the thought from the mom, like it takes away the consideration from the mom and that intuition and that looking inside of yourself and the knowing that we have, it's just black and white. It's just don't 
eat the deli meat. It's the don't eat fish. It's all these recommendations that we a lot of times just kind of blindly, okay, I guess that's what we're going to do instead of thinking about what will work for me. And a lot of times I feel like I hear doctors saying you can do fitness up to the level you were doing before you got pregnant. Okay, but let's be honest here. How many people, unpregnant people, are doing a lot of movement, right? Like a lot of times, people aren't moving a lot. And so if you want to take this time to get really healthy and you're like, dang, I'm because you know what I see a lot, Brooke, is like having a baby makes you care for your body so much more because it's not just about you anymore. It's about you and your baby. So what if this is the moment that you're going to start eating right and moving and all these things? And for a doctor to say, I think that's a little too much. It's just pretty heartbreaking. Absolutely. And I think there's so much that we could unpack with what you just said. But I think it's a couple of things. Not only do those basic guidelines make people not question. Sometimes there's even, it puts women into a fear, into fear-based thinking too, but it also causes confusion. And Mm -hmm. one of my things in life is that I believe we should all stay curious and it takes all curiosity out of it because most of the time as a first-time mom, you're just doing whatever you're told to do because you want to make sure that your baby is safe and healthy. Yeah, like the stakes feel so high. So high. And then I want to touch on, you mentioned, you've heard doctors say you can meet yourself at the level you were exercising. And yes, there is a demographic of people like, what if that person, someone is more sedentary, which means they don't move a ton or they just hike and they don't exercise. Are you offering them any level of how to move their body in the best way based on how they want to move their body? For sure. And then number two is a couple of things. I also think doctors will say that with really no guidance around the movement. It's just, eh, do this if you're doing this. Yet they will then turn around after your body has changed drastically for nine months, sometimes a little less depending on the pregnancy. Your hormones are crazy. You have just had this heart-opening transformational experience of birth, whether you had a cesarean birth or a vaginal birth. You are literally healing from pregnancy and birth. And at a six to eight week checkup, they go out, you look good. Just go back to Orange Theory. No harm on Orange Theory. I'm just using that as an example. (laughs) For sure. sure. Around a more high intensity level of exercise. And it's what about do no harm? Where did we Uh, lose this? Because mm -hmm. you've disempowered the woman during pregnancy. She was detached from her body, not empowered how to move it. You didn't give her any way to implement new techniques that would actually make her stronger based on the changes that are happening in her body, Mm -hmm. empower her to move her body the way she wants. And then why are we not talking about rehabilitative movement postpartum? Like, holy cow. And a smarter return to exercise. So it is for sure so much to unpack. And ultimately, women just deserve more and better. (laughs) All the time in every area. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Totally. So you briefly touched on this, and I want to go a little deeper. So what do you find, having worked with pregnant women for so long, what do you find are some of women's biggest fears when it comes to either movement during pregnancy or even just like pregnancy in general? That is such a great question. I'm going to hone it in to two pretty hot topics right now, Mm. and that's going to be diastasis recti. Yep. Yep. And pelvic floor stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm pretty positive that most people listening to this right now are probably the majority of them are on social media. So yeah. they're inundated with tons of information on both of these topics. Yeah. And so I look at those concerns of women. And then I want to look at the other side, which is women who do exercise and they don't understand how to provide themselves with either modifications mm. or the implementation of proper breathing mechanics, recruitment of the right muscles yeah. to continue moving their body in a way that's going to protect their body from injury. And so you get these women who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing in the way that they're doing them in their fitness class that is going mm. to increase injury and at the same time, increase the things that they fear the most. Yeah. So often women don't want to stop exercising because they're terrified for whatever reason of diastasis or some level of pelvic floor injury. So they don't stop exercising, but they also don't have the guidance to understand how to keep exercising mm. to prevent these things from happening. Sure, for it's sure. It's a really tricky thing. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. And I think when it comes to both diastasis and the pelvic floor stuff, I've gotten a lot of heat for this my entire career because I don't talk about it the way that my colleagues do because I always come back to my foundation, which is to empower women and their bodies. And I tell women that you should not fear diastasis and you should not fear pelvic floor injury mm -hmm. because with the right connection to your body through movement, you can prevent both of those things from being an injury. And if I was on here and on a panel with someone who didn't believe the same as me, they would say, but everyone gets diastasis. And I would say, of course, because we were all born with a level of diastasis. Diastasis recti just means the separation of your yeah. rectus muscles, which is the six pack. We have a connective tissue, a band of connective tissue. That band of connective tissue's existence is the separation. And throughout pregnancy, that band mm. of tissue stretches. So what is happening is that your risk of injury-based diastasis, which is how we talk about it at Bloom, does increase if you're not implementing things properly to protect that weakened band of tissue due to the stretching of the abdomen. Yeah. Um, but we've seen it. We've had over 100,000 women inside of our app. And before that, I was working with thousands of women in person. Yeah. We've helped so many women prevent injury-based diastasis because the wow. other side of diastasis is, again, our bodies are so innately designed to heal. Yeah. So when you treat your body with care and you're smart with your movement and you protect that band of tissue in those first 12 weeks, sometimes depending on the individual and how many pregnancies she's had, we could be looking at several months, but the body will start to regenerate that healthy mm -hmm. tissue and you're not left with this uphill battle of hmm. three years down the road being like, I have diastasis, I have a dysfunctional core and I don't know what to do. Oh, wow. And the same thing, I would say the same thing with pelvic floor because the core yeah. and the pelvic floor are so intertwined. Sure. That when you implement really simple things. You're just making your life so much easier. And in the end, I would tell you that when women do it right, whatever that means to every individual, they end up telling us on the back end of pregnancy and postpartum, I am stronger now than I ever was pre-baby. Oh, that's so cool. And how powerful is that? It's incredible. Man. Yeah. Yeah.
I wish I had this during my pregnancies for sure. Yeah, because you mentioned a bit ago, there is so much confusion. I would even argue this confusion of I don't know what to do. I don't know how to modify these movements. I don't know if I'm doing this form correctly. All of that keeps people from gyms, period, let alone when you have a baby in your belly and then everything feels so fearful and you have to make all these modifications, right? So I feel like that's an issue in general. And it makes sense that feeling is even heightened when you're pregnant and the stakes feel so high. Yeah. So what does, okay, you keep talking about like prevention, also preparation. What does that really look like moving for prevention and even like preparing your body for birth. What does that look like? Yeah, I'm going to take a step further and even include postpartum because when yeah, I yeah, developed yeah. this methodology, I wanted to simplify it because oftentimes we do. We think there's a set of ways that we should move during pregnancy mm-hmm. and that there's a whole other set of ways we should move during postpartum. And that's actually not the case. Mm. There should not be. Now, in pregnancy, there are going to be maybe a handful of movement things that you should scale back on for sure. Like crunches, can we just stop doing crunches? I would even go as far as say, why are we doing full frontal planks in our third trimester? There are so many other ways that we can challenge and train the core yeah. that it's not going to harm that integrity of that connective tissue rather than planks. But in my opinion, and what I've seen in my work is that when you relearn because it is a relearning, smart breathing mechanics. So Mm -hmm. diaphragmatic breathing, get out of this uh, sympathetic nervous system, chest paradoxal breathing pattern that most of us get in as an adult. But remembering how to breathe via the diaphragm, and I say remembering for people that may confuse, we all come into the world breathing via our diaphragm. Mm -hmm. So coming back to that, taking the time to learn that, come back to that, and then learning how to better recruit your core and pelvic floor as a unit, and often in pairing with the breath, especially in the beginning stages of relearning. And then as you scale up, you can separate those. But learning how to better recruit the core and pelvic floor, both in exercise and everyday functional movement, (laughs) it's literally that simple. It is a complete game changer, and it can keep the majority of women moving their bodies exactly how they were moving their bodies, simultaneously preparing the body for pregnancy, preparing the body for birth, and then healing the body in the postpartum period. The only thing that I would add to that is in preparation for birth, you want to shift and tear down on the recruitment and activation of the pelvic floor and you want to start implementing more down training of the pelvic floor, relaxing and lengthening the pelvic floor because that's going to help in the pushing phase. It's going to help decrease potential pelvic floor injury that shows up in birth from pushing. And then a lot of people's fears around birth, especially vaginal birth, are severe tearing. And because the pelvic floor and the perineum tissue speak to one another and they work together... When you downstrain the pelvic floor, you also prepare the perineum to be in that realm of a less chance of severe tearing during birth. Man, that's so cool. That was not at all what I expected you to say. That's super cool. Is this kind of relearning of breathing, diaphragm, all of these things, that's not specific to pregnant women? 
No. That's, we all need that. (laughs) We all need it. And my husband has told me since I started this 12 plus years ago, you could literally take what you teach to women and teach it to every person on the planet because we all need it. Yes. My heart's just with the moms so that I stay in my lane. (laughs) Yes. No, I get it. Okay. So we've touched on this a little bit, but why is it important that women move their bodies during pregnancy? Oof. For your listeners, why, if you think it's important to have a really great foundational, healthy diet and nutrition Mm, lifestyle, don't you think that your movement supports that exact same reasoning? They're one and the same. What you put in your body and how you move your body. We've all heard the term, use it or lose it. And that's how it is. And pregnancy is the same way because your body is changing so much. So if you can start a really healthy movement practice early in pregnancy, and again, so many women are scared to train their core during pregnancy, but it's often the lack of core training in pregnancy that gives the most discomfort, the most injury, et cetera. Yeah, when you can get in that, whether during the trying to conceive phase well into that early pregnancy or even just starting early pregnancy, you completely change the game on how your body adapts to pregnancy, mm-hmm. how you feel through the remainder of your pregnancy or mm-hmm. through the entirety. And then again, how you heal postpartum and how you yeah. birth. It's yeah. really all of it. It affects all of it. Yeah. It affects all of it. And then from a lack of outside of the physical piece and the feeling good in your body, We know that when you get your heart rate up and you get your blood pumping, that goes straight to baby. Mm. We know people love stats. We know that babies born from mothers that exercise have higher IQs. They have higher APGAR scores uh, that they've done. Again, these studies are outdated, so take them with a grain of salt. But these studies show that women who exercise often have less labor, shorter labor, I'm going to tell you to take that with a grain of salt because I had a 22-hour home birth and I exercised all the time. So that yeah. was just what I needed to experience in my birth. Yeah. There, There is just so much benefit to moving your body. And even though we have a fitness app that ranges from everything from beginner to more advanced workouts, bar workouts, strength, hit, cycling, all the things, I am in the light of work to help women move their bodies the way they want to move their bodies. Right. So if you want to hike every day, girl, hike every day. If you want to just do yoga and if you don't want to move, I'm going to, okay, don't move, right? If that's your thing. But I would still recommend learning how to diaphragmatically breathe and understanding Mm -hmm. how your core recruitment and connection needs to come online, even for getting out of a reclined position on the couch and getting out of bed picking up your littles, all that stuff. Yeah, man. Some of those simple movements get real tough. (laughs) They get real tough. And Caroline, let me tell you this. I tell women who are exercisers, yeah, you can go, let's say you're still exercising for an hour. If you're listening to this, I really hope you're freeing up more of your time and you're not exercising for an hour anymore because we do not need to be exercising that long to get really powerful results. But if you are and you're showing up, let's say you're a go-getter, seven days a week at exercise. I hope you're not doing that too, but seven days yeah. a week of exercise, an hour a day, and you're doing everything right from a core recruitment, not weakening that midline, all that stuff. You're not putting pressure down on the pelvic floor due to your recruitment, all this stuff. But then you go back into your life 
And every time, let's say you're pregnant and you have a little one, every time you pick up your toddler, you don't engage your core and you press yeah. out. Every time you lean back in the couch, your core domes or cones because of the pressure issue, because you didn't recruit your core, et cetera, et cetera. It's almost like you're erasing what you do in your work. Yeah. Because yeah. we move in our daily life more than we exercise. Oh, yeah. And so it's so much bigger. No, that makes so much sense. Okay. I feel like we heard a little bit of the story of how you created the Bloom Method, but I want to hear what really led up to creating the Bloom Method and like, how did you know this is what's got to happen? We've got to make this app. I didn't know. I was led and I was told. (laughs) No way. I know that seems really weird. And it's very woo of me, especially being that I lived in Boulder for 21 years. When I used to answer this question, I'm like, I live in Boulder, so get ready. But (laughs) I really was. It was, I got this, I don't know if it was a download or this, I got this feeling, this almost like random like message of wanting to empower women. It started in postpartum. And I leaned into it. Instead of being like, what the heck? I went to that curiosity spot and I leaned into it. At the time, I think I was like, I turned 42 tomorrow. So this was 12. I was probably 28 when this happened. And I was nowhere close in my current life to wanting a baby. So Mm. when this came online for me, I was like, huh? But I think it was happening because of things that I was seeing in my life. Mm. I'm from the South originally. So all of my friends have like 16 and 17 year old kids. And I was seeing this trend in my friends in Colorado and people I was working with, et cetera, where women, for those who don't know Boulder, Boulder is like the, like this, the most active people in the world all live oh. in Boulder. It's insane. And so I would see these women who lived these really active lifestyles. They would get pregnant. And like you said earlier, they just wouldn't know what to do. Right. So sometimes they would stop exercising and you would immediately see their disposition. It was almost like they just got depressed. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, Those endorphins shift, right? Anyways, they would lose a sense of their body. Mm. And then postpartum, it was almost as if these people who at one point were so embodied in their Mm -hmm. physical body. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. And it was this uphill battle to try and run a mile again or run around the block, whatever it was, get on their bike again, go to a group Mm -hmm. fitness class. And then one day after this had come online for me and I was leaning into it, I heard a woman. She had her like three-year-old toddler beside her. And her response to someone's comment or question was, as moms, we have to give up this as she scanned her body with her hands and said to have this and pointed over to her daughter. And I went, oh, my goodness. She doesn't even realize what she just did right there or how palpable and powerful and disempowering what she just said. And her kids heard her. her, That's part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So then... And I just remember being like, no, this is not, I don't want to feel that way in pregnancy. I don't want to feel that way as a mom. Like, wow. And that's how it started. I leaned into something that came online for me and became more passionate about this work than I could have ever imagined. Yeah. And now I just know that it was, it's what I'm supposed to do. It's just what you're meant to do. Awesome. Okay. So now that we've talked around the Bloom Method this whole time, give us a play by play 
of how it works. So a mom's cool. I want to get it. How does it work? And what's included? What's the experience like? Oh my gosh, I wish this was an easy one. But here's the deal. I'm going to tell you guys, if you want it, you have to ask yourself why, right? Why? Mm. And that's the thing is that we have so many whys within Bloom because we have women who just want a good sweaty workout that's marked safe, right? Right. We have women who come in and they want to prevent these injuries or they want to heal right. these injuries on the back end or they want to prepare for birth or they have pelvic pain, all the things. And we will help all of you is the beauty mm. of it. At this current time that we are talking, we have over 700 fitness classes wow. and educational content on the app. By the new year, we will have a thousand classes on the app. We also have over 15 guided programs. So we have options. I have learned in this work that women love options. And we're Girl, all love an option. Love an option. <laughs> and we're all such different beings that we really sure. need. And that's our goal at Bloom is we always want to meet a mom where she's at. Even if she's, mm. I don't know where the heck I'm at. We're like, girl, we see you and we're going to try to meet you there as your team of experts. Yeah. So we have all the programs. We can be the gap or the bridge of the gap for women who are dealing with pelvic floor issues mm. and they are working with a pelvic floor PT, but the pelvic floor PT is just showing them how to do exercises or handing them exercises on a piece yeah. of paper. They're like, this is, I'm not going to do this because I'm not, there's no motivation. For sure. We've got that for you. We've got those classes. Yeah. We have a pelvic floor mm. PT in house wow. that does a lot of stuff for us. We have hit boxing, bar, strength. Wow. Cycling, meditation. We really try to do it all. And then we have one-on-one -on -one coaching that is currently free as part of your subscription. You can connect to myself or one of my head coaches via audio and video because we want to be more than just an on-demand press play workout platform. We truly mm. do want to help women feel stronger and more capable in their bodies than they ever have. Yeah. And we want them to take what they've learned from Studio Bloom and take it back out into the world and be stronger and better yeah. versions of themselves. Love it. That's really it. And Love I would it. even add to that, we even have a postpartum, like early postpartum. Yeah. I mentioned it earlier that one of the things I'm really passionate about is the disconnect in the postpartum area yeah. around how to return to fitness safely. Yeah. What's, what do I do? So we what? Yeah. all the things. We have a variety of core specific programs that take moms from point A, immediate postpartum recovery and rehab all the way up to an advanced core program so they have this entire roadmap wow. so that they can return to the movement they love. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, again, I wish I had this. You know what's so funny? It sounds like opposite to you. Do you have a two-year-old? No. Some days I wish he was two again. He just turned five. Oh That's my big, goodness. It's a big one. I know. I have a, a five-year-old. big one. Yeah. A five-year-old. Okay. I had a child at 23 planning to have a child at 33 and oh my gosh look we're pregnant now so I had a kid at 23 and 25 and it's so funny how it's just hilarious to look back at sweet little 23 year old Caroline who knew 
absolutely nothing about her body, how any of this works, how birthing works, like all these things. And so Ella was born at 30 weeks. So not only was I 23, she was born at 30 weeks. And I just knew nothing about recovery or anything. Also, I had a three pound baby. Birth was three hours. It's not as traumatic on a woman's body to have a three pound baby than to have an eight, 10, 12 pound baby. So I'm literally biking to the hospital to visit her in the NICU every single day. Oh, immediately. The next two days later, just totally fine. Just like yeah. nothing changed. And I had no idea. And like my friends at the time were like, I'm sorry, you're what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, why would I do anything? And it was my expectation that nothing would be different. And then yeah. it was that way only because I had this tiny little baby. And then cue my second birth that was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What is going on here? I had a seven pound baby. This is very different. Totally different. You know, yeah. I'm stuck in my bed, all these things. So, yeah, our expectations. So you weren't are riding a bike after your second. I sure wasn't. Okay. I was okay. not. <laughs> sure Good. wasn't. Good. Just oh, yeah, just to clarify. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I am so excited about the Bloom Method. And I also want to talk just real quick, kind of logistically, how it works. Yeah. So, we have a code. For our listeners, all of you whole saves you 10%. So someone goes to the website now. My understanding is that there's a seven-day free trial. And then from there, it moves to just like your basic subscription model. You pay, you get the classes. Yes, exactly. You can subscribe monthly, quarterly, or yearly. Oh, great. And we do provide you, again, we have a great in-app community where you can ask questions. Yeah. If you want more guidance on this is my issue, this is why I'm mm. here, where do I start? Because there are a lot of options. And we don't want yeah. women to be overwhelmed, but we want them to have the options. So it's a little tricky, right? I know. Sure. But yes, it is just a cool. standard subscription model. So the community aspect, women are able to communicate with each other and say, oh my gosh, we have the same due date. Let's connect. So there is that community aspect within the app. There is. But look, in my transparency that I always show up in life, and let's be real, not a lot of our moms are like trying to make friends via community. They live very busy lives and they're they're lucky if they showed up to their workout. Right. Let's be honest. Like we're so we're in there communicating with them a lot. Absolutely. They do communicate with each other. But if you're looking for your bestie in the community, you might want to do a pinned post that's like, hey, I'm looking for my bestie. Let's find the same due date. (laughs) Maybe she'll pop up. (laughs) Maybe she'll pop up. I'm sure she will. Yeah, we do have a great community of moms. They're incredible. Love it so much. Okay. Anything else you feel like we've left out about the Bloom Method? I feel like you did a great job telling us all about it. No. Okay. We're just one of so many that want to empower women and if you want to check us out, it's going to be so great. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Part of me wants to get pregnant, but no, the most yeah. of me doesn't. Okay, <laughs> but I do want to try the Bloom Method, even not pregnant. I'm just going to try yeah. it. Uh, okay. So let me ask you the question that I ask everybody at the end of the pod. Yes. When you're at the end of your life and you're looking back, what does a successful life look like to you? This is such a great question. Three words come to mind. And that, I guess, technically would be four words. Presence, internal growth and impact. I'll elaborate on that a little bit. What I mean by presence, and this kind of ties into your second question too, but presence in my daily life. We live in such a fast-paced modern world that I am so intentional about being really present. Not Mm. on my phone all the time. I'm not recording stuff all the time. I want to be with my kid because I only get these precious moments with him for so long before he's grown and wants nothing to do with his mom. 
being present with my partner, all of those things are really important to me. I really want to drink the nectar of life, right? Yeah. And enjoy that. Number two is growth. I always want to be experiencing the internal growth because Mm -hmm. I believe that when we do the internal growth, we can impact those around us even more. Yeah. And that impact is really important to me. Some people would call it leaving a legacy. And I just want to inspire and empower people with my own light, my own life, the words that I use to inspire and empower and the gifts that I give to the world. Love it so much. Thank you so much for being here today, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me, Caroline. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a treat to chat with you. Listeners, if you were inspired by Brooke as I was, please head to allofyouhold.com forward slash bloom to give the bloom method a try. Be sure to use the code allofyouhold to save 10%. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Next week.